Brown Boys Talk Toys. Alright, what's up everybody? This is another episode of Two Brown Boys Talk Toys. We're your hosts. I am Darren. He is. I'm Child Horton. What's up everybody? Alright, and this show is pretty much going to be TFCon, all TFCon talk. So if you're not a trans... So if you're not a Transformers fan, this may not be the episode for you. But before we do that, we're going to talk about what we got in and go from there. All right. I got in quite a few DC Universe Classics figures. Um, really excited about those guys. So my goal, well, I, I think I did it today. I finished my DC Universe Classics collection with the help of eBay today. So I'm really excited about that. Um, what's the best out of what's the best figure out of there? Oh, like which one do I like the most? Yeah. I don't know, probably Metamorpho. He's pretty cool. Like every body part on him is different. Because you know, you could change into whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Metamorpho's pretty dope. Okay. Um but yeah, like I got Mr. Terrific and Black Lightning yesterday. So I was really happy about that. And then I ordered a bunch of other stuff on eBay the last few days that I'm waiting on. Um, I got a Lobo, this uh, DC Universe Classics Lobo, which is a uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Sealed, he goes for like $250, $300 used or loose. You know, with all accessories, he usually goes for like 150 to 180 I got mine for 126 It was awesome. I got a Beast Boy. It's dope. And then... um. Yeah, like Cap, uh, Commander Steel. I got quite a few uh, DC classics I'm going to do a review. So one of the things I got, too, I got two sets of lights, LED lights, because I'm going to start, I believe I'm going to try to do my own YouTube channel. And so I'm starting to get all the stuff to do my own little box, you know, and film and everything. Good. So let's talk about that for a minute. Cause I just dropped a video two days ago. And so for- I can see it. Huh? Now, nah, so for people who don't know, I do a video once a month, a Transformers-related video, or a collecting video once a month. And this month, I did a Transformers toe-to-toe because I got in fans' clo- fans toy Cyclonus, and I compared him to the X-Transbots version. And the the hook of it is, I don't do it. I let somebody who doesn't collect toys do it. So my fiance was the first one. And she got to play with both of them and tell which one she thinks is the better toy. And I got like... 1100 views in two days and a bunch of comments so like that was you know i'm again i'm not necessarily doing this for money just more so my contribution to the community but i was saying all that to say that the community is always looking for new reviewers new things and stuff like that so i'm glad you're starting the channel and whatever you do just keep doing it and people will come or whatever so i'm hoping man i I hope i can put 15 years of toy experience and Maybe it'll do something for me. <laughs> so I learned, I mean, just from my experience, I got how do I, say, I got 20 subscribers off that one video in the, in the past two days or whatever. And so, oh, well, you, you know, somebody who isn't even publishing, the, you know, marketing these is just, hey, guys, this is my video for the month. To me, that's real good. So That's cool. Yeah, I've just been watching a bunch of videos and stuff and learn how to video edit because I'm really starting from zero when it comes to all that. Okay. The last computer class I had was typing. all right so that's basically like i'm waiting on a few pieces that i've ordered i got the flames toys uh nemesis prime exclusive that was like some exclusive in asia the model kit is it the optimus prime model kit just in nemesis prime colors yeah uh okay and then uh i'm really did you i'm waiting on my uh optimus prime uh challenger from Unique Toys. Did you open him last night? Yeah, I'm looking at him now. I'm a little, eh, I'm a little disappointed. And then uh, first impressions, right? But it. So we'll talk. We'll get to it. Whatever. We'll get to and it. And the things I'm most excited for, looking forward to this month. There's two figures like I'm super excited. And I'm really hope they both drop, which it seems like they will be. Which is Flame Flame Toys Tarn, and then Storm Collectibles Goro. So I sent you a video where Kuma Style got his flint, his torn in, and they at TFCon they said they were shipping as soon as they got back. So they're probably shipping to the you or George through BBTS of um TL Source or who? BBTS. So yeah, they said they were shipping as soon as they got back. So I'm assuming they shipped this week. Now I don't know how long right. it takes coming from <coughs> Hong Kong, but they shipped. 
I know I was bummed. I should have ordered it from TF Source, but I ordered it too soon because Big Bad Toy put it up, and I ordered it through them, and they required a fifty dollar deposit, and then TF Source had it up for three forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, for a minute. So I wish I would have got it from them, but. But flames, we'll talk about it when we talk about TF on TFCon. But yeah, so that's oh. what I got, and that's what I'm really excited for. Hopefully this month. What'd you get? I'm gonna use my TFCon. Well, yeah, I'm gonna use my TFCon haul for the what I get. Yeah. None TF related. I got Nasty Boys wrestling figures, and I, like the Elite series. Yeah, yeah, and I got um a Million Dollar Man um with the Gene Oakland Builder figure wave. I got him. I got TFCon. I got the um, Quietest, the Fans Toy Cyclonus. It's Transbots Wild Rider. Those two are perfectly painted. Probably two of the most attractive pieces in my collection. Wild Rider, like the piece? The Minnesota. Wild Rider? Yeah. Okay. And the Cyclonus. And like the paint on those two is outrageous. You, They look like they're... Much more expensive than they cost because of their paint jobs. They both are. Which figures? Um, Cyclonus and the Wild Rider. The fans toy Cyclonus okay. and X Transbots. Um, his name flip out, but they're Wild Rider. I got a uh, Howling Meteor for Try My Toys, which is a company we're trying to start that basically rents out and leases toys. I got a fans toys Dino Dinobot Saw Swoop. I got a fans toys Grimlock. I got a super deformed Fortress Maximus. Dope. So I'm, I can't wait to open them up. And I, I'm on a legend scale kicks. Oh, I got a right. MPS Acid Storm. I'm on a legend scale kick. So I got legend scale Skull Cruncher and Hardhead. Legend scale okay. Brainstorm. Um, a legend scale Jetfire. Legend scale Coneheads. Legend scale slipstream, a legend scale amethyst, a legend scale scorpionock. Gray one, huh? Did you see that gray one? I, I saw the gray one. Of? Yeah, I was um, trying to pre-order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got to pre-order it too. Yeah, I got um. That's pretty much it. Uh, oh, and Magic Square Grapple Inferno and Ultra Madness. So. A lot of my stuff was legend scale, but I did get some stuff that wasn't legend scale. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to touch on one thing you said real quick was the Try My Toys, guys. So Try My Toys, you know, it, it's an option to rent or lease toys. And then if you want, you know, with the option to buy. Um, I've used the service a few times. But it really works well if you're a photographer or a starting photographer. It works well for everybody. But photographers, you know, this is the time where you can get that hard-to-get, high-end figure and take do a photo shoot with it just just by uh, renting it, not having to buy it. So, uh, yeah, that's why I want to throw out there real quick for anyone that was that may have missed that little uh, quip that you said about it. So, yeah, thank you. Um, I, we got like he said, we we have our own version of um, flame flame toys torn coming in, and we're making we're make, we're in contact to get a drift. So I know that's a flames toys drift. So hopefully we'll be able to make that happen. So we'll have two of those exclusive figures coming in. And we got Hot Toys Vader that just came in too. So like some of those pieces, some of those pieces that you know people want to test. If you review a photographer, whatever you want to test to get your hands on it. Most of the times the figures are under, they all under thirty dollars, and that includes shipping both ways. So it's a good deal. I mean, try it out. That's the whole point. Cool. So you said you need to a Shonda. You waiting on yours? I got mine in, and it's not bad. It's just. Two things. One, I seen a video on it before I got it, and the video and the paint in the video was much more vibrant than it is in in real life. It's not dull, but it's not like popping off the screen like it does on the video or whatever. Maybe it, it was the reviewers' lights, but I, I, it was it, it just it, no, it's usually that prototype, you know, is that freshly done, like it's nice. And, yeah. yeah, and and this isn't. It's not bad. It just isn't. Um. It just isn't, you know, what what I thought it would be. It's, what you th- right. Yeah, and another thing, and we can talk about this on the side too, is how you package it. So one of the things that made their lockdown at Parochial so special was that it was packaged in vehicle mode, and you got to the transformation is so clever. You got to experience that to get it to robot mode, and that was that's one of the things that made that toy stand out. So like it, you were so wild by that toy. Like how did they do that with that? And 
you know, I've seen this guy transformed, but he comes in robot mode. So, like, if you're one of those people who just play with in robot mode, you never get that experience of transforming it. And part of the allure of these is that the transformation, because you would not know this thing transformed. That is one thing I would give them. Like, when you get it out the box, you think it, you think it's just a normal non-transforming action figure, but it transforms. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and so when I see a transformer that's packaged in its alt mode, I'm kind of I don't want to say I get stressed, but it kind of I, I don't do transformers well, and that's my favorite line. So yeah, the irony I I, I get that. Um, so when I see it, like a guy packaged in bot mode, I'm happy as shit because. All, uh, you know, like kind of what you said, I'll, I'm, he's never going to go into vehicle mode. Um, and I mean, I personally, I appreciate it. Like when I see the reviews and stuff, I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. But I really don't like it because I guess maybe I'm accident prone or it seems like every time I transform something and it's not every time, but, you know, a piece isn't moving quite right here or whatever and it may be hung up on something, but I press on it too hard and then I leave like a stress mark or I don't know. When it comes in bot mode, I don't have to do anything. So you're talking to a guy who just broke his X-Trans bots wild rider yesterday. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, I, I, I feel your pain I on that. I feel good, but I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. So I feel your pain. And I agree with you on most toys. All, right. But I think that this, this and their lockdown, there's so, there's so much marvels of engineering that you, like, they really are the two toys that I have in my collection that you like, how did they do this? Like I, the only other things I can say is maybe like legend scale, just cause they're so small in general, but most of the toys you can kind of see and understand, or it may be hard and you may not like the transformation. Th- those two, this and that, and that lockdown, those two are the two that are like, Whoa, how did they do that? And I think that that's out of all the toy transforms in my collection. That's part of the lure of those two toys is figuring out how they did it because you would not know they transform. They're so well hidden. Like Prime, you don't see any part truck parts on him, except for the ones that are meant to be seen on him. But he turns into a real normal truck, which is to me, it's amazing. That's part of the lure of the toy. But overall I agree with you. Give it to me in bot mode. I can move play with articulation, put it up on the thing. Very few I transform most of them, but I don't have to. I, I can get like you said, I can get that same enjoyment from watching a reviewer transform. So I'm not the one who like give it to me in alt mode in most cases. I just think in this this is a special case where alt mode kind of makes the toy so much more special. And I'll say this, when I start reviewing toys, um, my Transformer reviews probably won't entail me transforming any. Yeah, so let's talk about Going that. over whatever it is. <laughs> let's, so let's talk about your channel. Like, do you have any goals or directions or will you be like, to like some of the... It seems like a lot of guys are split into kind of two main groups from what I see. You see, like, the D-Amazons, the Shardamus Primes, the guys who do more figure-based stuff. And then you see the people like Skullface and people like M-Go who do more Transformers-related stuff. Like, will you be doing both? Will you have a? Will you try to gravitate toward one side over the other? How do you see it? I, I, I truthfully, I, I just want to do, you know, I have, I guess, a grand vision. I just want to kind of do everything. Um you know, when movies come out, you know, give my opinions on movies or just talk about movies, um, do show like reviews on toys. And I'm, I plan on doing like classic quote unquote classic reviews as what I'll probably call them or something where I review like, cause I'm getting a bunch of the DC universe classics. Like I would like to do a bunch of op- opening box videos and first impressions on figures. Um, yeah, I, I, and just see where it goes. I want to upload our podcast onto there. Will you be? Uh, will you be? Um, will you have a schedule? Like, will people be able to say like once a month or once a week, or will it just I be? I would like to have a schedule where one day a week, like I could do a live podcast, and you know, just whoever's on there, you know, we could just talk about toys, and I could show off. I shouldn't say show off, but I could grab some of my toys and show them, you know. And I don't know, just talk, just talk toys, like. I love being able to talk toys with you. It's one of my like highlights when I get to do it. I don't get to talk to you with too many people about toys. And I'm just wondering if like a lot of people feel this way. And if that is the case, I would love to do a live stream 
you know, like on a Saturday at noon or, you know, at eight o'clock at night or something for a couple hours where we're just talking toys. If, Everyone getting each other's opinions on toys, you know, critiquing, criticizing, uh, you know, saying how good it is, just everything. Because I, I, I want to be able to talk to more people about toys. If you, my, it, I know this is your thing, but if you don't mind, if you do set up that live stream, I love to be a part of that every week yeah. or whenever you decide to do it. I, Cause I want to do the same thing and just like, we just open up a chat box and we just talk about anything toy related. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Just whatever you guys want to talk about. Yep. So like, if you, if you don't mind, I'd love to be a part of that live part. Oh, here go with me anywhere, brother. So, um, so you said you want to get on the schedule. You want to, you know, do just for that one thing, that schedule, like, if it grows into everything, like I'm learning how to video edit. I'm trying to do video editing you know, from the very beginning and, and stuff. So it's it's a little bit more frustrating for me when I'm doing this stuff because I, I'm learning from zero. You know, I'm watching YouTube videos. Um, I'm using a program called Filmora, which it was like I typed in video editing and watched a few videos, and the people were using Filmora, and it looked awesome. So I paid to you get it, so I paid for it, and then. It's not even in the top five video editing things you should get, use or whatever. But anyways, they say it's good for beginners to learn on or something. So I got that to start practicing. And right now I'm recording using Audio Audio City, Audacity. I'm not sure which way. Oh, Audacity, yeah. yeah Audacity. That's what we use to record our podcast on. So, yeah. Right. So I, that's what I'm recording it on right now. So this will be one of the first ones I can upload to my channel. Um. Yeah, man, it's just a little bit of everything. I would, I would like to talk about life, you know, uh, work, just, just everything. Just, just be able to talk to other people because I don't get a chance to talk to me. Like I said, you, you're. I had one other buddy named Samuel that I talk to like on a regular basis. So it's you two guys are my my friends. I talk to on. Oh, I have my really good buddy here that his name's Noel, but he's a really busy guy. So I mean, me and him get to hang out. Our goal is to, like once a month, you know, to get together. Um. Other than that, I don't really have anyone to talk to, and and they they both have the passion, but Noel's into it like for real, like he's an artist and everything. And I'm just I'm just into toys more than most people I know. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I had me I had the same problem. But you're you're TFs, right? And I love talking Transformers, but I also love being able to talk Mezcos. Or Marvel Legends or DC Universe Classics, and it, I just want to find a group of people that all, either if it's hey, I just collect DC Universe Classics and I get to talk to a bunch of people about you know different things, or find people that are kind of like me and that are like, no nah, man, I'm collecting 15 different lines right now too. <laughs> so that's interesting you said that because like, trans for me it's Transformers and wrestling figures, right? Eighties and nineties wrestling figures. Those are my first yeah, loves. Yeah, those are my first loves, and that's like what I spend a lot of my money on. But as far as collecting, I listen to everything. So like, I listen to the Hot Toys, I listen to the Mezco, like the Amazing. I watch him, and I don't collect anything he talks about. I just like toys, and like I like to understand more and appreciate different parts. That's why I want to be on that group topic with you because, gotcha. you know, with Transformers, like you know, I'm not gonna say I'm the best, but I have a pretty decent collection. So like, uh-huh. you know, I I know I know. I know a lot of stuff as far as Transformers concerned, especially like the MP and the Legend scale, because I got mostly all of those or whatever. So like that part of my game, you know, I'm covered with. But it's the other parts that like, okay, like like you sent me the Batman Beyond. It's a great figure. It's a six inch figure. Does it look good with other six inch figures? Like, would you could you put up a Mezco Wolverine with like normal Marvel six inch figures? Does it look too good? Hot Toys. I bought my first Hot Toys like a month ago. What? How can I get the most out of Hot Toys? Like, I want to understand all that because I am oh, into. What did you get? Huh? I, I forgot. I'm sure you told me. I did. I got that Avengers that um the Ultron where he was in the Iron Man suit when he was beat up and stuff. Whether oh, okay, yeah, I got him. Like I got the Steel's Colossus 2.0 coming. What's good about him? I would love to talk to customizers. Like like you said, like I. We both are in the same situations that we're the only ones. We only talk. You have more people, but you're the only one I talk to. Cause you're the only one I talk to who's in the toys. So like, and that's so much of my passion in today's world. I grew up toys and sports, and as I get older, sports is fate falling fast down the list. 
and Toys is rising more up the list. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like it's like I only get to talk to you about like real in depth toy stuff, and that's why I, like you know I meet the realm of collectors and I look watch all their shows because that's kind of my only way gateway into what I love to talk about the most right now, which is toys. You know, outside of people, toys. You know what I'm saying? So like. Yeah. I would love is I would love to be a part of that, and for more than Transformers, because I feel like I want to say I'm an expert in Transformers, but I'm pretty knowledgeable in Transformers. So I feel like I bring that part to the table. But I would love to hear other collectors who collect other things because I'm in all of it. I just only want to spend my money on one of it. So that's it. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about TF. You got a minute to talk about TF Coon? Let's talk about TFCon. We haven't talked about TFCon yet. Yeah. So one so of you went with by myself. Oh, okay, I thought you took your you didn't take your girlfriend or wife. No, no, no. She had to watch the baby and do some stuff for work. So oh I, shit. Okay. Yeah, I wound up going by myself. It was in Chicago. Chicago is I'm one so of the. Sorry, I couldn't make it, man. I feel so bad, dude. I'm so sorry. No, no, you fine. Chicago is one of the better venues, so it wasn't. I mean, it was it, it the hotel sucked. The hotel really I've heard from everybody. Like I should say everybody. I've heard I've seen it one one thing on the boards and then Bobby Skullface he said the room was like dirty. Like he didn't even want his kids playing on the floor. Oh you seen that yesterday when you say that yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so the hotel is dated. Like it's very nineties. Like the old school wallpaper on the decor. Just it was very drab. Like I say, it smelled like smoke. It smelled like one of those, like, it had a big-ass convention center attached to it, but you wouldn't think it. You would think it's one of those places where businessmen fuck, prost- fuck hookers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Sorry for oh, the language. Oh, dang, gotcha. Yeah, so it, it gave off that type of vibe because it had a convention room, but it had, like, kind of shady. Had a couple wow. of decent little bars and restaurants, but it, the rooms were kind of shady, so, like. Yeah, I know what kind of place you're talking about. I got, like, like, three in my head right now. As you're, yep. Yeah, so it, it was that place. The the convention itself, the actual convention halls itself were cool. They were big. They were accommodating. It The one last year and the one I met you at two years ago in Chicago were better by far. And it was just because they were more updated hotels. They took more care. But the convention space was fine. So, like, the actual dealer room was cool. The actual room that, you know, you watched all the reveals and all that, that was cool. The thing I did, like, the thing I did like was that they did. You could pay extra money, in, and what they what you did was extra money that gave you first access to the dealer room, but they gave you Friday night access to all the exclusives. So if you wanted exclusive, yeah, you got the yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, so I had paid for the premium ticket. They gave you like an extra pin. I love premium tickets and VIP where you get in first. I always do that shit. Yeah, to me, I think that's... I'm glad they did that instead of having to come to the line like we did that year where we had to get us at 7.30 for a 9 o'clock thing. I'm glad they did that. And I think that them letting you in Friday to get the exclusives early was super cool because they actually had... They actually only had however many premium tickets they sold. That's how many exclusives they had. At least for the um, MMC... So I'm I'm cool with it. Botcon. So Botcon, like let's say the con started uh like Friday, right? Pickup ticket uh ticket pickup would be Thursday night. And you would have times like they would send you an envelope and say what group you were in and what group you're in depending on when you bought your ticket. So I was always like group A. And um you go get in line in your alphabetical order. You get your ticket. Then after you get your ticket, you go up and you get your box set. It's all set up like station after station after station, like one, in all in a row. You get your box set, and then you can sit off, uh, or you get your box set. And then if you want exclusives, you get in the exclusive line, and then you wait in that. Now, mind you, the exclusive line and everything was like uh, probably like two to three hours, and then you could. Then you got up there and you got all the ex- – whatever exclusives were at the show, you got first dibs on there, at least by the ha- ones that Hasbro made. And then you can go sit down and go through all your toys to see if there's any imperfections. If you were good, you are good to go to go put them back in your room. If they weren't good, you would take them back up at that time, like show them what was wrong, and they would give you a perfect piece. So did they have a lot of toys with imperfections? Not a lot, but enough. You got to figure, like, out of a whole box set, you know, like five to six different figures for all of them to be perfect. 
you know, that's just tough. And I'm sure it happened a lot, you know, in their QA, you know, quality control and quality assurance and stuff. Like, I'm sure it was going through it pretty good and stuff. But every once in a while, and this is when they're just, they were really um, good about taking care of us collectors because you'd be like, you ever get a figure that you just paid a bunch of money for and there's one little imperfection on it? And you're like, oh man, like, I know no one will ever notice that, but I kind of noticed it. That kind of bums me out. They were, they understood that. And you could return that figure and get a perfect figure. They oh. open up a brand new case and like, okay, you know, check out this one. How's this one? So that doesn't happen. So again, just comparing Transformers, this doesn't happen in the Transformers world, right? So like basically, or at least in the TFCon world, you get it. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the Transformers world, no. Yeah, if you get it, if it's messed up, oh well, you know what I'm saying? And even more right. so now where they're doing a, where they're doing even smaller runs of these, if you met, if it's messed up, oh well, you have to find and buy another one. Because you the the manufacturer isn't necessarily there, right? Like they have their reviewers or their people there, but they aren't there. So, you know, that's interesting. I wish they would go to that. Because I think that, you know, I have an opinion on what exclusive should be. And like part of the things about exclusive, they should they should be exclusive. They should be very hard to find. Like you should walk out of a con and already have some um money into whatever figure you bought so if it costs you should because you just spent a thousand dollars in hotel rooms and getting into that place yeah you should have equity you it should, should be equity with some shit that's only oh we only we only made 200 you know for the 200 people that signed up early or whatever for this like yeah i agree man yeah it should be equity in those when you walk out of it so i i, I i'm a firm believer in that and like it shouldn't be one of the things that pissed me off when they did it last year is that they get these exclusives and they go back in a month, two months later, you see them on TL Source or BBTS and you're like, what the fuck? Why did I even pay the extra money if I could have just waited and got, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really hate that because that, that means they aren't exclusive. That means you just first in line to get them first and that's not exclusive. So, right. Yeah. What else about TFCon? Well, TFCon, um, so did you go to room parties? They had room parties this year. So last year they didn't have room parties. They didn't have as many as when me and you. Room parties in DC, huh? It's too damn expensive. You can't afford room parties in DC. Yeah, so like this one, cheap to have room parties. Yeah, this one had a couple of room parties. It was some good stuff, and I actually I bought Acid Storm out of a room party. The other guy, he, I was trying to buy a a gun because I bought a um. Actually, let me tell the story. I don't know if I told this story since I've been out of since we've done the podcast. I got MMC Feral Rex. He's an old figure. I'll, stop me if I told this story. And so I bought it off eBay. And the dude, Alabama, one state over for me. He was in Birmingham. I asked him, in retrospect, I should have drove there. But he sent it to me, and the box was open. Like, he didn't even tape up the other side of the box. The postman was like, hey, man, you know, we tried to keep it intact as much as we could. But it was it was wrapped in plastic bags, like, that you get from a grocery store. And he sent it in combined mode, which was fine. And he took out some of the pieces. But the postman was like, he didn't even um, take the other side of the box, the top side That's of the box. Crazy. I was pissed. And so I... Where'd you get it off of him at? Like, e- eBay. Okay. Yeah, so like, it, you, you know, Feral Rex... Huh? You leave him a negative? Yup, and he got mad. He was... <laughs> he got mad. I was like, look, dude, the box... First, the toy was dusty. I was like, I was like I'm not saying I'm buying it from a toy store, but you, if you're going to sell something... And I paid you what you wanted the day of. It wasn't like you had to wait on payment or anything. I'm like, man, take some pride in what you're doing. And so I wind up, um, thank God I didn't lose more, but I lost one of his top guns, like the guns that stick off on the side. And so, you know, that's very annoying. So fast forward to TFCon. I seen a dude with a Feral Rex. Um, He had all the individual box. And I was like, I just needed the guns from him. And I was like, he was like, well, I can't sell the guns. I was like, I understand. I was like, well, how much is the figure? He was like, the figure's 150 I was like, they're selling eBay in box for 120 He was like, I spent 150 for it. I was like, hey, good luck to you, but you won't get 150 for it. Because one, that toy is six years old. I hate when I go to a con and dudes are like that, man. I, it's like, take your shit somewhere else, dude. Yeah, you're in a room. You charge not- more than eBay. Yeah, you're in a room. Like some people want it right then, you know. Yeah, you're in a room. The fi- it's not it, the figure is old, and nobody's gonna. Because first he was trying to sell it as a set. Fine, I understand. Who's gonna spend six hundred dollars on an old t- toy that old when they're talking about doing a new version of it? Like now you have the power of the primes, Peter King. 
You have, you know what I'm saying? So, like, just none of what he did in that regard made sense. And I can understand you not wanting to break him up. I can understand you not wanting to sell the figure, not incomplete. But I was like, look, man, you should will and deal. I was like, I'll pay 100 for the figure. He like, nah, man, eBay, I bought it 150. I like, look, you gonna, I was like, the figure is going for 120 in box. I sold them in box. He was like, nah. I was like, all right. So that that was frustrating for, but the, the room parties were pretty cool. Like they had good stuff. They had, you know, for me, room parties are like where you kind of find exclusives are very hard to find things. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah, I agree. Especially like, in, especially if you're G1, most of them have like a lot of G1. Go ahead. One of the reasons why I used to love go, okay, so room parties, right? Everyone goes to room parties for whatever, right? I'm not sure when. I'm sure they've been around for however long toys collected it, whatever. The reason why I used to love going to room parties back in the BotCon days is because at BotCon vendors weren't allowed to sell certain things. You know, if it was a knockoff or some, even sometimes third party stuff, they stopped. They didn't really ever care about third party. They would say no third party was allowed to be sold, but they didn't care. But knockoff stuff, they shut down a couple of people's booths before because of knockoff. So the room parties back in the day was the spot you would go to where you would get, like you're saying, rare exclusive stuff that wasn't allowed to be sold at the con. So that's when it like to me, like I like room parties were really dope. Like you, like you said, it's just the rare exclusive stuff. And old cons, there was the stuff where stuff that wasn't allowed to be sold at the con was sold in. You know, and that makes sense. And even now, like, I wish there were more room parties. There's so many things that people, like, know, right? there's so many things people could people could sell. And, like, it's a lady who always sell plushies. And I know, like, I wouldn't see why she wouldn't just do a big room party. Like, I don't see why certain people, like, if you're not kind of, like, so niche or something like that, like, if you're a customizer or you're a parts guy, I would do a room party before I get a booth, you know, in the thing. Well, or the booth. A booth is one of the things that guarantees you traffic. If you get a booth, everyone's going to see you. And so let's just say me and you, right? We walk by that and me and you are both not about plushies. But maybe we see something that's cute for the wife. You're like, oh, shit. Maybe the wife would like this. It's, uh, I don't know, shortcake or uh, rainbow bride or some shit. Okay? Yeah. You may pick it up. But if she has a room party, the biggest flyer in the world that says, I have plushies, Will not get me to go to that room party. Touche. So I would never pick up anything from it. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I, I just wish we had. I wish there were more room parties. And I agree. <laughs> if like we could, that would be cool. Maybe we should do that. Two brown boys talk toys. We organize a con where the whole con takes place in your room. You're like what? No, it's where like a hundred people go to a, a, a hotel, and we all bring whatever we want to sell. And so it's a big hotel party, room party, where people just selling their shit. I would love to do that in the suite. Or a podcast, right? Where we're like, you come in, you can record some stuff on the podcast in the room, yeah. and we talk. So it's more than just selling stuff; it's more social and community driven. Yeah, it could be a great time. Yep. So it it were room parties; they were good. So. That was it. Um, Saturday, what? Sunday? How were those? I actually left Sunday. Saturday Saturday was good. Saturday was actually. So let's go back to Friday. Sundays either. So Friday, I, um, I to, you know, I follow the realm of collectors. I pretty much watch most of their shows that they publish and stuff like that. And they give out a rock. They sell a rock box every year. And they do a toy drive. So I brought some toys for the toy drive. So they do a rock box. And inside the rock box is a t-shirt, um, a spudger, which is invaluable for transformers um pins buttons a lot of transformers a lot of toy related stuff and so i they do a um they do a room party but theirs isn't nothing related with selling toys it's literally free drinks come mingle meet the realm become a part of the realm and stuff like that so i went to their room party which was better in dc just because they had a sweet dish they had it in somebody's room they had to try to open two rooms together and it wasn't as, it, the venue just wasn't as accommodating as last year. So I kicked it with them for a while. Bunch of cool dudes or whatever. Um, so that's how I spent my Friday night. I did some room parties and kicked it with the round. Saturday, got up, got to the exclusive line, walked in, and the convention space was beautiful. It was great. It wasn't the best one. It probably was the worst one, but it still was set up nice. It was a lot, it was a lot of walkability. It was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of, visually interesting things so the chosen prime they had their display 
which is always I, I nice. Display. Yeah. Agabus had a really good display. So I was talking to owner Agabus, Hanny, and I was telling him he's come a long way. I think when the TFCon in Chicago 2016, where I met you, they had like one table, I think, with some toys. And now they, this one, they were the, um, the featured vendor. So they had all the nope. exclusives. Agabus. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah, so they actually have grown, well, they've actually shot up the charts, I guess. So they had pretty much, Chosen Prime had, um, we'll talk exclusives. Chosen Prime had Mate Toys Cross Dimensions, exclusive Jetfire and Galvatron. They had, had Mate Toys exclusive because they had Mate Toys, um, Headmasters and Target Masters and P-Style too. Agabus had the X, the um, Zeta Toys Chronos. They had the X Transbots Cup and the Autobot Spike and the Lita One. They had the Overlord, the Fans Hobby Overlord, which is the biggest fucking toy I've seen in my life. Um, they had the really how like how big? Who? Like you're talking, it's bigger than the old uh, Scorpinox that. Did that huge Scorpinox, like four hundred, five hundred dollars Scorpinox that didn't transform? Nah, it's probably as big as that. So I think Sentinel. It's probably as big as that. So it's big. Okay. It's bigger than Fans Toys Omega Supreme or the DX Nine Omega Supreme. It's big as bigger than Fort Max. Bigger than Fort Max. It's big as fuck. How much, how much taller or bigger than Fort? I'm looking at Fort Max right now, so I'm trying to visualize. Um, probably a an inch taller, but like thicker. Just overall, the width gotcha. of it. Beefier. Yeah, beefier. Like it's it's I'm not in on fans hobby stuff, but they actually I left the con very impressed with them. Like their stuff, their size, like the power base of prime, all the molds of it. Like I I that overlord, I really came impre- away impressed with them. Even though I'm not collecting their stuff. That I really right. came away impressed with them. They also had fans toys six shot, they had fans toys hot rod. They had some, and they had Legend Scale. So they had the Legend Scale DJD. So the Legend Scale Torn from Iron Factory. They had a colored um, prototype of him, the other, and some of the other members. Because you know they come, they make a combiner too. Oh really? I didn't. Yeah. So they turn into like they all combine into like a bigger Torn. So with their Bruticus oh, Benson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Torn figures. Yeah, and they all yeah, combine into Torn. Like, five, is there three of them or five of them? It's five of them, and they all combine and form like a big version of Torn. For lack of a better term, and with that, Brut- doing that with the Iron Factory figures, I have that Bruticus, and that Bruticus is amazing. So I, I've already pre-ordered the Torn, the, the Legend Scale stuff. So I'm waiting on that or whatever. So hopefully, so that- I really, I'm ordering the Tarn for I can have Tarn that Tarn displayed in vehicle mode, and then have the Flames toys in bot mode. Okay, and display them right next to each other. They have so Flames toys with them, and Flames toys had the Shattered Glass Drift. I think it was a Shattered Glass Drift, and they had the Torn. And so I think you asked me, the Shattered Glass Drift, it just didn't look good. Like, was it good? Of course. But it, I'm used to Drift looking a certain way, and the shed, and the red was more muted. Like, the white popped better, but the red was kind of muted. It looked good, but I just see Drift in a different light. The Torn was kind of the star of the show. Everybody wanted to see him, and he looks amazing in real life. How much was he at the show? They didn't have them. You could just pre-order them, and like you pre-order them, they oh okay. Like you pre-order them, there they gave you two extra parts, and it was like the speaker. I really That's wish they would have right. had speaker talk, because I was like, if the speaker talk, I was gonna cancel my TL source pre-order and pre-order there. Right. But it didn't. It didn't make any noise. She said it's just um a backpack, a speaker backpack for them. But if right. it would have talked, it would have sent me to another level. Yeah. So, I, I, he's the toy. Like the last toy I've been this excited for to come out. Was probably like when I got my um, Toy Fair Batman, Mezco Batman. So I mean, I, I love collecting toys, and I get enjoyment out of them and stuff. And I'm like, oh, sweet new toys! I get super happy. But sometimes there's toys that just come by that like really like super make me excited, or you know, make me happy. And Tarn's one of those ones I'm super excited. Yeah, he's such a he's such a great character, and like the toy is done really well. So like you're not. You're not going to be disappointed. I wasn't disappointed when I saw it. Like, you know, I'm one of them people who I am a the Transformers have to transform type person. But this covers all the sins because it's such a well done piece. Um, What else was there? Um, The rest of the stuff is normal stuff. Chosen Prime was there. I mean, Chosen Prime had a great display as always. Agabus display was really good. 
TF Source would they didn't have a display. I wish more vendors had displays, even if it was just them setting up something on their own. I don't know if you have to get approved for displays. I'm sure you got to get approved for that. Displays, that's tough, man. That, that requires someone driving in a, in a U-Haul or something from one side, possibly one side of the country to the other. Like, it's just a lot for them. Like Chosen Prime, man, those guys hustle. Like yep. that, that display that they put up is just so legit. At least last time I remember seeing it. You know, it was the same way. It was actually okay. better this year. So it's, it's, yeah, that's a lot of hard work, and that's a lot. Think of all that being in a U-Haul. Like they're that's big stuff. Like how big is this U-Haul that they're driving? Are they driving two U-Hauls, one for all that stuff, and one with you know uh, items to sell? It's just that's uh, logistically that just seems like a pain, a big pain. I'm sure it is. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the guys that own these stores have other jobs, or this is their main job? Um, I think it really it it depends. Uh, So like the dude who owned TL Source, Chosen Prize, Prime, Autumn. Do you think they own? I would imagine does TF source from now. Now, did he start off? I don't know. Like, how many of these guys started off on their own, you know, doing stuff by their own and working a job and slowly converted into, you know, a job? Like, said TF source, Big Bad Toy Store, um, you know, Entertainment Earth, those places, you know, they're owned by those big spots, big groups. And then all your little independents either on Instagram or Facebook, you know, and that's just a dude at his house with a spare bedroom that buys got his li- dealer's license or whatever, and is trying to make some extra cash. Yeah, it makes sense. I was just curious or whatever, but uh, I would just think that like one of the things that draws you to some so like Capture Prey, Capture Prey is always there, and Capture Prey always has pretty good prices. But, like, they're normally in the back. They have a good selection. And I just think that, like, some of the things that make some of these places pops are, are those displays. So, like, even if they just drove into town, bought two, brought two or three detox and just set up something with some lights and a detox, I don't think that would drive more people to your store than just... See, displays were never like that before. Like, every BotCon, and, you know, I, I've been to, like, five. So, every BotCon I'd ever been to... No one really had a display like the Chosen Prime, all lit up and glass and all that. Like the person that had the biggest spot was like Big Bad Toy, and I think they're the biggest. They had their own island, you know, like their own booth with tables, just you know, tables like a two on the far right, and then like four or five tables in front with two or three on the side, and then another you know four or five in the back. Yeah, it was just. And that's all they had, and all their like <coughs> inventory boxes right in the middle, you know, in in that donut shape right there. Yeah. So yeah, they weren't like that before. So they they upped their game definitely. It's very cool. So yeah. what do you think about bot or TFCon next year? In okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, I'm, I want so the dealer room was yeah, yeah. that was the layout of the dealer room. I just want to talk. I, I just want to talk real quick about the third part of reveals. Then we can kind of yeah. get on that. Sorry. So, like, after the dealer room, they did, of course, the thing I go to is the third-party reveals. And this one was very lackluster. It only took 15 minutes. Normally, third-party, third-party is probably, outside of the dealer room, third-party probably is the biggest draw to TFCon, like the reveals and stuff like that, because it's such a third-party invested show. And this one was um very lackluster. Fast Toys stood out. They, they did their... um. Minnesota, their Motor Master, their Silver Boat, and their Blur. Make Toys got some stuff coming. And that was pretty much it. I think they showed their cross. Zeta Toys showed the Bruticus. That was it. It was all like, the whole thing took 15 minutes. Magic Square had some more Legend stuff. And there was like some new companies that did stuff I'm not really into. MMC, they did some stuff too. Oh, back to the dealer room. I forgot to mention MMC. So, Ages 3 and Up always, they, or I guess, they do work for MMC. So they had a display. They had, if you've been looking at the DJD, they had a pet that transformed. It looked amazing. Their nickel looked amazing. They had the um, other part of Skylinks that looked great. They had, on display, they had their Arclimax. The huh? Are you getting the Skylinks? I already got the Lynx part. I'm waiting on the um the bird How's part. The part. He's actually cool. He's actually really heavy. I mean, it's hard to do that much to him because he just turns into a box, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But he he's really good. I have no complaints with him. 
And their Springer looked good. Their RC, I, I didn't like their RC. I thought Fans Toys looked better, but everybody, they had a stealth RC too for as a con exclusive. Everybody who got her said she was nice, but that was their display. So, but yeah, back to the third party. That was pretty much all that, that was there. It wasn't that, it, it wasn't that much stuff. And I was kind of disappointed in that. So, so to bring it back to you, you were talking about LA and what so you, what why, you, do you know why it's in LA? No, tell me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have. Oh, you were asking me, do I know why it's in LA? Yeah. Um, no. Um, speculation was because they can get, it can expand that way. They can have bigger actors like the Wel- the Welkers and the, um, Peter Cullens show right. up. So what they're going to do. Exactly. So they're hosting it there because it's the 35th. Uh, this is just my theory and, I, and it's not too hard to go with or not, not go with, but, uh, they're having it there for all the people to come. Yeah. So that's what, that's exactly. basically, that's, that's what the theory is. That's what you about Bacons when they're in Anaheim. Michael Bay would show up. Steven Spielberg showed up. Like, they all show up. Like, everyone showed up. We got to see, like, the first Transformers first. It was awesome. <clears throat> and I, I like to look at it like this. Like, even taking out that part of it, the East Coast got one in D.C. The Midwest got one in Chicago. And now it's the West Coast turn to get one. I'm fine. I'm right. Like, I think that's cool. I think if they could hit, you know, pretty much every region in the country and give all collectors a fair chance of getting it, you know, I think that's even, even better. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's harder for me to get to L.A., just so because it's been so hard for them to get to one, I'm, I'm all fine with that. Or whatever. So right. I don't have a problem with it. My biggest problem with TFCon is when it's happening. It's happening in March, which is five months away from now. Right. I don't know what value is there in that. Because in my mind, TFCon is such a third-party dependent show. And like I told you, it's two things that stand out to me. One, how much more stuff can come out because you like that's right after Chinese New Year or during Chinese New Year. So like anybody who collects toys know that during that February to March timeline, there's not that much stuff coming out just because know, right? because Chinese New Year. So like, yeah. and and the thing that's so dependent place shuts down, man, for fucking one one event. Chinese New Year, man, they really don't do anything. And they shut down. They celebrate it. And they shut down the toys, right? So, like, you know, there's their culture, and I'm fine with that, but it shuts down toys, which makes it even, which makes it where it doesn't make sense to have it during that time. Because what what can you do with Chinese New Year? What There can't be any new displays. There can't be any new reveals. There won't be any new toys, maybe one or two. Like, between, let's be real, between now and and next TFCon, we can pretty much name all the Transformers that will be out by then. More uh, unless Toy Fair. Toy Fair is a big kind of a big deal. That's that's going to be in February. Yeah, but the manufacturers will be closed. So like Toy Fair, they'll have the yeah, prototype. Yeah. You're not going to be getting anything that time, but they'll be showing off prototypes. Yeah, they'll be showing off prototypes. Yeah. And so like for me, like like I said, Skylink's the Skylink's part to be up. Torn to be up. Um, it'll probably it'll probably be five more toys that have come out between then and now. I mean, now and then, excuse me. And right. so, like, I, I just don't know if you get the full bang for your book. Gotcha. If you're TF Source, if you do it that close. Like, if should you do it in L.A.? Absolutely. Should you do it that close after this one? Probably not. Now, the, quick, the, the talk is they may do two next year. They may do one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. I don't think they need to do two. I just think that you should push one back, even though it's too late for that. What are your thoughts on it? I, I, with him doing the show, you know, just it being on the West Coast and when they're doing, it. like, do you do you? Have, what are your thoughts on that? I'm cool with that because, like, you don't want to be in Cali like during the summertime because it's just packed with everybody. So when it's a little bit cooler and stuff, I don't know. It's usually a little bit nicer, uh, and it's always perfect weather. I mean, it's going to be 75. I grew up in Long Beach. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's dope. I, I kind of want to go. My other like buddy that I talk toys with, he he's a farmer, a rancher. Like he'll, he, his family owns like a bunch of acres, and he does almonds and cotton and stuff. And he doesn't get really get a chance to get away from to do stuff like that. So it's in March. So he's probably gonna be able to go. So I thought it'd be awesome if all three of us could go. So I told you, I, I'm ninety percent sure I'll be able to go. Like I said, the only thing is like the fiance will be out of work. She'll be out on a work trip for that week. So it'll literally be me coming Saturday morning probably. Of late gotcha. Friday night. 
Because we talked about it. So I'll be able to come. It's just I won't be able to come like Thursday or whatever. So. Uh, then I may not even go then. No, I still I come. Like, I'm, like, I, I plan on coming. Like, yeah. we're trying to work it out. She said, me and her talking, she said she know for sure if I can come Friday when she comes back in. I can leave. She like, I, she can come right in. I can leave right out. She, she We can work that with Without having to find a babysitter or anything like that. She like, we if we can find a babysitter because we get married um, a month after that. So, you know, we got to kind of have our babysitter in line for that type stuff. She like, if we can find a babysitter who don't mind doing it. Then, then you can leave before. She like, but you know, we got to, we need to keep our babysitting privileges to after the wedding and kind of thing. So gotcha. That's that's really the only thing that stopped me from coming Thursday, honestly, or Wednesday. So, well, the goal, truthfully, would be to get there Wednesday. And I know you can't be able to do it, but that was gonna, I was gonna talk to you to see if we can't get there Wednesday afternoon, not late afternoon, because there's a place called um, Frankenstein's. It's a toy. It's a toy place, and it's huge. And it, it's like probably like 20, 30 minutes away in a place called City of Industry, and it's badass. Like it's an old trucking warehouse that's nothing but toys. There's probably four or five hundred vendors in there, which is more than most cons. And it's awesome. It's awesome, awesome stuff there. So I mean, I'm fine. Again, if we can work this out, like yeah, we, we'll see if we can figure it out, right? Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure something out. And so, um, yeah, everyone's gonna be showing up to this one, man. 35th anniversary. Yeah. That's why it's in L.A. Every time they do it in L.A., it's always for an anniversary or something like that. Because yeah, all those retired people don't want to go nowhere. Susan Blue don't want to go nowhere. I can see. That. <laughs> so overall, I would give my t- I would give my TFCon experience a C, a C minus. I just wish. Yeah. The- I wish the venue would have been better. I wish the third party would have been better. That's pretty much. Those were like the really, really big things. Like, uh, but other than that, it was cool. Like, I, I don't regret going. So yeah, it's good. You had a good time. Yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, sir. No, I think uh, just waiting on toys, man. Just waiting on toys. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with another episode. How can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Jowl underscore Horton on Instagram. That's the only place I'm at. All right. I'm DW underscore RTR on Instagram. Also, um, do you have a um, name for your channel yet? Or you uh, For your YouTube channel yet? Are you no, still working on that? You know, I'm still working on it. I don't know if I want to. And that's one. Oh, that's one thing. Thank you for bringing that back up. One thing I wanted to say is if I do any videos or anything like that where my face will be uh, visible, I will be wearing a mask. And I don't want people like, oh, you're trying to be like Bobby Skullface or something. No, I'm just covering my face for for now. And maybe I'll do a face reveal or something down the road. But, you know, I don't want my tens of followers to recognize me when I go to conventions. So. <laughs> Somebody actually hit me up on the video I posted and said they saw me at the convention, but they they, they were scared to say something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I uh, just want to do Yeah, so for now. So I don't want people to be like, oh, you're copying him or I don't know. That's all good. Uh, Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Later.